Welcome to Conversation with H. And we have an amazing guest with us today. A supreme lyricist bar for bar, one of the best. He's been on Beats. Beats one you been on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you been on Rinse They don't call it that no more though. What do they call you now? It's like Apple Music. So oh yeah, Apple, get it right. He's on Apple, Apple Music, you get me? the name. You got Apple Music, <laughs> Rinse FM, BBC One Extra, SBTV, Red Bull Music, Gospel Hydration, Premier Gospel and many more. He's released songs like Pray and Pack, Break My Heart, New Legends, Tinchy Strident, and much more. He created the theme song for the Bay Tees FC. You may have seen him on your TV screens, Do Not Spoken Word for Nationwide. Formal battle rapper, part of the Be More Pen movement, the deep thinker, St. Vincent and Jamaica's old oh Shelly Men, aka <laughs> Malvo. aka Malvo, that's how My you do it. Come on, bro. That's an intro and a half, bro. I can't lie to you. No one ain't ever gonna top that. <laughs> I love that. I love oh that. gosh. So for those who don't know who you are, mm. who's marvelous and who's Mal? Okay. And are the same person? Um, that's a good question. I think I would say they're the same person. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't um I don't differentiate too much like between like my personal life and my music life. Mm. Like I tell people all the time, like, when I'm writing lyrics and stuff, everything is fair game. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, I speak yeah. about everything. I don't try to to kind of put on a persona mm-hmm. um, in my in my music career. Like, I feel like all of my songs are very personal. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, hear yeah. my catalogue, you you know my story yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's, there's much difference. Maybe when it comes to, like, you know, social media stuff. Okay. Then it's a bit different. Explain that then. Um... There's a huge issue with like oversharing. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That we have in this generation now because of social media. And I, I try not to like get too deep into that kind of stuff, into that world, because I just feel like I don't know, that it it becomes like um performative. Mm. So people start posting stuff that they wouldn't normally post yeah, yeah, or they yeah. wouldn't normally share about themselves in normal conversation or whatever. Yeah. Just for the sake of like, you know, likes or, you know, trying to get some kind of attention mm. online or whatever. Um, and I, I, I do feel like as much as I'm very open in my music and honest and, and stuff like that, I do feel like it's still important to, to like keep some stuff for yourself. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Which is something that we just don't have in this generation now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Foreign, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and I agree with you in terms of like people feeling like they want to grab other people's attention. Yeah. They want to be in the limelight, so people want that 15 minutes, 15 seconds of fame. Nah, word. Where it's like, if I don't do this now, people are going to forget about me. Yeah. And it's like, but no one needs to know that. It's mad, bro. Like, people will be posting, like, and I, it's to each is their own, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. you can do what you want. Like, but for me, there's a certain parts of my life, like, I don't, I don't, I choose not to share. Not that I wouldn't talk about them in songs or yeah, music yeah, yeah. or whatever, like, if I had a newborn baby or something, for sure, it might enter my my, in my words in mm-hmm. my songs at some point. Um, but I probably wouldn't be all over the gram, like mm. you know, posting every single moment of their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a that's a human being. They're gonna yeah, grow up yeah, one yeah. day, and I don't know. I feel like kids grow up in like the Truman Show these days, which is mad <laughs> when you do it. Like, like obviously we're like you know, kind of early generation yeah, um, yeah, yeah. social media mm-hmm. users. But once it becomes a thing where, you know, the cycle goes around again, there's kids growing up now that are like, their whole life's been on social media yeah. from before they even had the choice yeah, to put yeah. themselves on there. It. Sure. So they don't know any different. Yeah. For me, I feel like that's kind of strange. Um, 
So yeah, there's certain things I choose to kind of withhold. I don't mm. have any kids yet, yeah. but <laughs> if that if that day comes, then yeah, um, yeah I don't think I'll, I'll be super super in your face with with stuff like that on social media. I, I like to keep some things for myself. Mm. And as you said, it's each to their own as well. Um, yeah. And you, you kind of touched on it a little bit where you talked about like you um, and us being like the early generation of we had pre-social media. And we've had social media, yeah. and now we're in kind of the post kind of social media era yeah. to a, to a degree. Yeah. But talk about pre-social media. Talk about early marvelous. Talk about the kind of like early musical kind of influences that you had that kind of linked into who you've now become. What was that like? Man, um, I grew up in a proper musical house. Like everything you can imagine, like everything you can imagine, mm. um, you know, was being played in my house or. If not my house, then my, you know, kind of like immediate surroundings, yeah, friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. family members, extended family members, whatever. Even just hearing stuff on my street, mm. do you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up in East Ham, um, in Newham, and just even being on my street, it was like United Nations, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? You get everybody from <laughs> every country, every every background, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I had like an uh, Indian neighbour next door, yeah. they was playing mad bangra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and yeah. I, I, so I started to pick up on the rhythms yeah. that, you know what I'm saying, that they was on to. <laughs> pick up my guy Gagan, that was my G. Um, and then the next door, we had like Eastern European family, um, they had their own type of music. Yeah, and then yeah, across yeah. the street, we had like African families, and they were listening to all different types of stuff. And then obviously, my background is Caribbean, so, yeah. you know, there was a bunch of like reggae and dancehall and, yeah. uh, you know, gospel as well. and. Um, and then, like, I got an older brother, so my older brother put me onto like hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we was listening to a lot of like boom bap stuff from New York um, that come out in the nineties. Yeah. And at the same time, I was growing up through the birth of Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah, yeah, being yeah. in East London, a lot of this stuff was happening on my doorstep, and mm. like, so I'm I'm picking up on different things. And at the same time, like you said, um, like we've grown up in this kind of. Um, this this social media era as well. Mm. So I caught the beginning of that. I caught the beginning of things like YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, um, Instagram and yeah, all of that, all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. So I remember listening to like songs on like um, like LimeWire. Mm. And, and, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And just hearing like early releases of yeah. stuff. And I remember having the first Lord of the Mics DVD, Jeez. and I was gassed. And I brought it to school and I lost it. And, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember all of that stuff. So I, did, I've, I've, I feel like, even though I'm still quite young, I feel like I've lived through a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a lot of stuff happening, um, like a melting pot that I grew up in. Mm. So, yeah. Away from kind of the musical side, though, what was your childhood like? Were you surrounded by a lot of, lot of family and friends? And just talk, talk us through a little bit of that. Um, yeah, my family's weird, man. We got like a, I got like quite a big family. Got, yeah. Um, I've got a lot of family members. I, I, I feel like this is a Caribbean thing. We've got mad family that we don't know. No, facts. Like, That's big facts. I've got pure family, like on my, especially my dad's side, that are just cousins that I maybe have met once, maybe when I was a little you, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember them. I could see them in the street, and I'd be like, are you? Is that? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe I clocked them through the family facial features or something or whatever. Yeah. Um, but obviously a lot of family that I do know as well, that I love as well. Um, so yeah, my, my family and, and my upbringing was always very like, yeah, like mm. every two minutes, oh, this is your cousin. Oh, <laughs> like, go say hi to your auntie, go, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that was my thing. So um, yeah, I always, I always felt like, um, like a, a strong sense of community yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from young. Um, and I was, I was quite a, 
you know, an outgoing kid, like mm. fairly popular. I had friends in school. Um, do you know what I'm saying? So I always found it easy to like kind of, you know, mix with different groups yeah, and get yeah. to know people and, and become friendly and what that whatnot. So um yeah, I feel like that influenced kind of like the type of person that I am. Mm. Like I feel like even though I'm I can be quite anti, I feel like I'm a bit of a people person. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm with I've, you. I've, I've done even like professionally I've worked jobs with in like customer service where I've got to be like a people person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, to I'm like, with you. you know, shake hands, yeah, 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 greet yeah, yeah. people, whatever. Um, and I feel like that carried over into like, you know, music and stuff like that. It made it easy for me to talk to fans and, and engage with them and, you know, um, network with different people and within the industry and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy how all of those small things from, from young have an influence on you as you grow up. And I think yeah. even so, like having a large family, being mm. a part of a big family, whether it's one side or the other or both, I feel like that helps us to interact better with other people because you're so used to so many different personalities and being around them from a young age. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, I can tap into, oh, this is uncle so-and-so, this is auntie so-and-so, this is cousin so-and-so. So when I go into school or, or college or wherever it's going to be, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm used to being around a lot of people. Yeah. So I kind of, you kind of know your place. Mm, mm. You're kind of more cemented in who you are because you're used to being around a lot of people who have yeah. a lot of different personalities, if that makes sense. Yeah, for real. It's true. So you start your musical journey, mm -hmm. but away from music, was there anything else you wanted to do or wanted to be? Man. Because um, your musical journey starts at like 10. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I didn't have much, <laughs> many, <laughs> many options, didn't it? There <laughs> weren't no other choices for my dad. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, like I, obviously I got into music very early. Um, it was something that I didn't, I didn't necessarily think of. Oh, I'm, I want to have a career in music. Got yeah. It was just like I don't know. It just kind of happened. Um, but I knew I, I knew I wanted to make music. Okay. Like, it was something that I, I enjoyed doing. I enjoyed creating it. I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, appreciating yeah, yeah. it. Um, watching it being made, even by other people, like mm. observing it. I, I love the whole process. Um, but in terms of like other possible like avenues. career paths and mm. avenues like I, I don't really think there was much else like I, I was I always said to my mum like um I want to be a businessman I want to be a businessman I want to do business but from when I was like young maybe like six seven years old where did that come from no no idea <laughs> you don't even know you just you just your mum I don't know I just always said that like you ask my mum anyone ask my mum like I always said from young oh, I'm gonna be a businessman and um and I was really good with like um like managing money and stuff like that. Okay. So like when I used to get my pocket money or whatever, or I don't know, I might even save my dinner money or something from school yeah, and just yeah. hold that. You know what I'm saying? Else if, I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. if I'm getting like I don't know, like two pounds a day or whatever, yeah. it might have been whatever for my lunch that day. I'm like, yo, I'll spend one pound, yeah. I'll find a way to hustle and get what I need to yeah, get yeah, and yeah. I'll walk away with an extra pound. I'll make a pound a day, yo, I'm lit. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing this from like young, young. Wow. Um, so I always knew I wanted to, to kind of get into some kind of like entrepreneurial um, effort. I'm not sure what it would have, you know, I, I didn't Turned know what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, didn't yeah. Know, I didn't know the exact um, outcome of it, but I knew I, I wanted to, to be in control of my own kind of destiny. I yeah, knew yeah, that from, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. from young, I had that in my mind. I'm not sure where it came from, but that was always there. Um, and then I ended up taking that business classes at GCSE, which I absolutely just... <laughs> it's a scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> myth. myth. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Metcalf. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was just, I was disrupting the class still. 
I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Yeah. So, you took the business class. You wanted to be a businessman. You've been saying it from young. You, took, mm. you end up taking business at GCSE, realizing, okay, that's not really the route I want to go down for right now. Or through this class, this ain't showing me what I want to do. Yeah. So, musically, you, you, you get into that when you're 10 years old. Mm. When do you realize that you're good at it? Or what is the moment that taps, that's in your head that's like, oh, maybe I am good at this thing? The answer I was about to give you would, would have sounded very arrogant. So I, maybe I should say What were you going to say, say from, from, from day? Straight away. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it was the most honest answer I could think of. Honestly, like, I, I can't think of a time when I tried my hand at music and thought, ah, uh, this isn't that good. Yeah. Like, I always thought, like, I was cold. Really? From 10 years old? Yeah. Because that's year five, you know? Bro, like, I, I remember, I remember, um, I'm showing my age now, when Power first came out, yeah? Okay. So Power's come out, maybe, wait, they, they say 04 on the track, I yeah. think, but I think it officially might have come out in 05. Yeah. I could be wrong. But around that time, yeah, so Power's come out, and I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm like, whatever it is, nine, 10 years old or yeah. whatever. Um, and I remember hearing the beat and thinking, yo, this beat is hard. And I kept trying to find the instrumental again, like yeah, yeah, online, yeah. wherever I could find it, wherever I couldn't really find the beat. So I'll just be rapping over the track, right? And then I started to like form a verse over the first verse that comes on the track. So it was fuming, fuming starts yeah, the tree. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're barking up the wrong, wrong tree. tree. That's yeah. what lights on me. So I remember hearing that line and I started, I started a, a writing a verse using the first line of his verse so i can't remember how it went but it started you're barking up the wrong tree something something whatever yeah so i knew from time like okay like it was almost like like tracing someone's flow yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and this was my first ever, ever lyric and i remember i went to go spit it to my older brother and um it was, it was random it was at my cousin's house one day and um, I'm, I'm, all my older cousins and that, they was like DJs and they used to be into music. They'd yeah. always be, you'd be hearing the, the sub yeah. booming through the wall, like all the time. That was a normal thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember um, there was one beat playing and it was kind of like fast, like gram tempo. And I remember going to spit it and then my brother heard it and um, he was like, that's hard, you know? Like, it, like I remember, and my brother's not like a, he's not just gonna gas me just yeah, for no yeah, reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He'll tell me if it's like... If, if it's, it's not that. Yeah, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but even him, he was telling me, no, nah, this is hard. But one thing he said to me was, you can't ever spit that bar again, though, because you took my man's lyrics. You got to write your own stuff. And I was like, okay. From that day, I knew. <laughs> I, have to, I have to work on my own penmanship. I have yeah. to make sure that whatever I write is coming from me. Mm. And it's 100% organic. Um, so, yeah, I always had confidence. Yeah. I, I never really felt like, you know that this was something that I couldn't do or something that I... I knew it, would, it was something I would have to work out, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew that, you know, it's, it's something that I'm going to have to dedicate time to and you know, work on the craft of it. And, and even beyond working on the craft of it, later on down the line, it was more than just, are you good? It was like, can you convince people that you're good? Yeah. Like, get people on side kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. there's a bunch of people that are talented, but can you win people over? Yeah. So that became something afterwards. But yeah, from time I always knew like, I'm, I'm good at what I do. I can always get better. Yeah. And that was another thing that in, increased, my increased my confidence was showing me that every time I tried to get better, I did. You got better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like if I, if I was, 
spitting, we used to do like ciphers and stuff in school or whatever. Yeah. Um, we used to do clashes, battling, all that type of stuff. And if ever I, I, I was like going back to back with someone and the crowd was kind of going a bit more to that person's side. You had something on you. Like, you mad. <laughs> wait, I said, wait there. I'll go, I'll go write something crazy. I'll come back the next day with 64 new things just ready to go. And, and yeah, I always knew like I, I, can, I can get better at what I'm doing. It was like, it's like a muscle. You yeah, keep working, yeah, yeah. it's just going to keep improving. Nah, but I don't think you're deep in what you're saying. Like, first and foremost, actually, if there was a moment, you said no, you kind of knew you was good, but subconsciously, that moment that you had with your brother mm. and him saying, yo, this is, this is good, subconsciously, that in your head, and when he said you have to write your own bars, yeah. that in your head was like kind of the start of something. Mm. Even though he's already writing, but subconsciously it's like, oh, okay, cool. I need to pattern up my thing now. Yeah. And then secondly, he said he was better rapping in school. And if you thought someone else was going, it was going in their favor. You would go home. He said, wait, go <laughs> home, come back with a 64. Like, I don't think people understand. <laughs> you said you come back with a 64. You have to. Can't get left behind in this thing. <laughs> Bro, my school was ruthless as well when it comes to like like bars and that. You know what I'm saying? There was like a, a small there was a small unit of us like that we was really into like spitting. Mm. Like I said, we grew up, we was like grandkids. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we we grew up in that, you know, Lord of the Mics kind of era. Um so we we'd be watching this stuff and a lot of this stuff was happening on people's doorsteps, like, oh yeah, my older cousin's this or yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so I, I knew certain things, like my, my older cousin was Bruiser, the Grand MC, so I remember he was on Lord of the Mics. And yeah. when I found out he was on there, he was clashing um, crazy tits. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I, yeah. I remember yeah. watching that thinking, like I was watching it back like it was like, like it was a football match or something, like reviewing the tapes, like, oh, here's where he could have done, he could have gone a bit more in here, or oh, this, that's where he got him, or, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm watching this stuff, studying as a, as a young, young kid. So I knew like, whatever you, if, if you're going to put yourself in this arena, you have to be ready. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and that, that's just when it comes to like on the spot spitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not even the, you know, we haven't even got to the point yet where I started to like record songs and mm. started becoming a songwriter and, and working on the, the craft of uh, recording in studio and live performance and all of these different things that, you know, started to come into play mm -hmm. as I continued um, in that journey. So yeah, I, I just knew like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this, I have to take it seriously because yeah. winning people over is it's more than just being good. You have to be great. You have to be like exceptional. So you've been tapped in. Yeah. Like this isn't like it's not like there was a year when something happened. As soon as you got into this thing, you was tapped into this. Yeah. Which is like you hear a lot of these stories, especially like creatives and artists as well, where it's like, I knew I had this like I had this gift. I tapped into it that one time and then I just kind of went with it. Mm. How does, how did you become a battle rapper and all these kind of things? How does that then motivate you to then kind of make that transition to artists? Or is it kind of like, I've been, I've been a battle rapper. I know what it is to kind of, to write and to do the, as you just spoke about. How do you then do that transition to, to songwriter, artists, skip how you do the song and, and all mm. these kind of things? How do you make that transition? I, I guess I just watched others. Like I watched what other people were doing. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I was, I was I've always been a student, so 
I'm watching people like um, Getz. Mm. Like I'm watching, oh, he's clashing my man or he's doing this or oh, he just had a little clash with Napa or whoever, yeah. whatever. But then I'm also seeing, oh, as he's progressing in his, in his journey, he's not doing that as much. Mm. He's more focused on making songs and mixtapes and do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. creating bodies of work. And then what's happening to those songs? Oh, they're getting played on radio stations. And oh, and then he's getting to perform them at certain shows. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's increasing his fan base. Now he's a bigger artist than he was last year or the year before. And it's all, you know, a combination of these things. So I started to kind of just, you know, observe like what other people who I admire were doing. And I just kind of mimicked it really. Your yeah. analysis of this thing called rap, it's deeper than you probably think. Bro, I, I live and breathe this thing, man. Like, maybe too much sometimes, do you know what I'm saying? Like, to my detriment. But I, I'm really, like... Like, a, when people say they're a student or something, like, bro, I've, I've, I've lived nothing but this since I was 10. Maybe technically earlier than that, but that was when I really, mm. put, you know, stepped my foot in. Which is, I think, sometimes why I find myself, like... Um, I, like I'm okay to take breaks mm. because I feel like, yeah, I've been doing this thing like nearly 20 years, fam. Like yeah. really when you deep it, like I think some people might look at you and think, oh, I, I only just discovered you a few months ago. So mm. keep doing what you're doing so that I can get more from you. When really there's a whole back catalogue, there's a whole journey that a lot of people aren't privy to. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. You kind of just have to um, march your way through it. But I'm, I'm really like, I pride myself on being a student of something and, and and if I, if I if I say that I want to be not just good, not just great, but dare I say the best mm -hmm. at this thing, I have to give my all to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to like I have to like treat it with the respect that it deserves. I have to do my homework. Mm -hmm. Like there's artists that I listen to, and I, I've been listening to that that came out before I was born. Like Nas Illmatic was one of my favorite albums. Like I, I rinsed it, and that probably came out the year I was born. So, like, to me, I'm listening to the album not from the perspective of, like, oh, what's the first week sales? Or how mm. well did it perform? Because I wasn't even around for that. So mm. that stuff's irrelevant to me. It's just how good is the body of work. Mm. So when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, snap, this guy was barring. And, I'm, and he's painting pictures. And I'm like, oh, I see what it was like to be in New York City in 1992 or mm. whatever year. Like, I see what it, it, was, it was like to live in his in his building, in his block, and the, the things he was, you know, exposed to, because his storytelling is that elite. So I'm like, I want to do that. Mm. I have a story. I have things that I want to talk about. I have things that have affected me. Um, and I've always been a pretty introspective person mm. as well. So I love the art of storytelling. I love being able to, like, make a song and paint a picture for someone, and they may not have even been present while I was experiencing what I was experiencing, but they mm. feel like they was right next to me. Mm. Best feeling ever, yeah. I don't know if I'm going back or if it's the timeline's still correct, but you talk about kind of the rapping and being a student of it. And I can imagine growing up, especially in the grind era, there's certain lyrics and all those kind of things that you're saying and, you know, you're tapping into just because that's part of the era. Yeah. So in 2007, something happens which kind of shifts who you are. Mm -hmm. What happens in that, in 2007? And the back-end question of that is, how does that shift who you are as not only the person, as the man, but as the artist? Good question, man. Um, 
2007 was when I came to faith. Mm. So, I, like I say, I was already in a, a somewhat Christian household. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My mum was a believer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as much as I'm hearing one type of music and, you know, my dad's banging reggae and I'm hearing their <laughs> pure bad word getting cussed or whatever, <laughs> my mum's my on the other side of the house banging Fred Hammond. And yeah. <laughs> you just get a mixture you know of everything. Like, I'm hearing all type of tunes. So, um, but yeah, my mum was always like, yeah, you gotta come to church. You gotta, it wasn't even a question. It mm. wasn't even a, there was no debate or, you know, negotiation about it. Yeah. It was just normal. Yeah. So I was constantly, you know, soaking up this stuff, this, you know, Christianity and soaking up things of God. And um, I guess, yeah, it got to the point where, like, like I said, I'm, I'm the youngest, right? Mm. So I remember my older brother having the, the kind of opportunity to go where he wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mum was got to the point where she kind of stopped dragging him and it was like, either come or you don't. It's yeah, on you. Yeah, it's you're, you know what I'm saying? You're becoming a, a grown man now, so you've got to make those decisions for yourself. Um, so for me, when I got to that point, mm. it just so happened that, you know, I, I really felt like a strong encounter with God. And mm. it was like, oh my days, this, not like, oh, this was this was real the whole time or whatever, because I, I, I always believed it to be true. Yeah. It was just... The personal encounter. Yeah, yeah. like it's got to be for you. It's got to be more than just... Because that was one thing I always told people, like, especially when, you know, people ask me to share my testimony or whatever mm. from early. I used to be like, I just got to the point where I realised I can't, I can't get into heaven like tagging onto my mum's yeah, coat. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I can't hold on to her and yo let me in off the back of her faith. Like yeah, it's yeah. got to be a relationship with me and God Himself, mm. and it's as simple as that. And yeah, I guess it was like a it was like a weird but beautiful love story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like God was pursuing me all that time, and I just didn't deep it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, um, it got to that point where I was like, all right, cool. It's time. Like I've got to, mm. I've got to take this seriously. I've got to commit, you know. And it was, I, I've, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it was that difficult of a decision to make. Quite yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. it was a no-brainer for me. Um, I know some people they they you know when they wrestle come to faith they wrestle with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but for me it was it was pretty straightforward. Like I knew I knew who God was and I knew that I couldn't mess about. Mm. You know what I'm saying I had to take it seriously. Um, and yeah. From then, obviously, like I say, I've, I've always been very introspective with my words mm. and, 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 you know, letting people into my life with my music and yeah. my raps and stuff. So naturally, like the progression was, oh, if I was talking about things that I was into before, yeah, let yeah. me talk about the things I'm into now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. naturally, I started to, to kind of rap about my journey through faith, mm. you know, and, you know, kind of putting songs and, and concepts together that are based on the things that I'm experiencing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when yeah. you're a new believer, first thing you do, you start binging on the word, you mm. know what I'm saying? You're proper like into it and hopefully, you know, you're, you're getting fed the right things and um, you're around people that are like really helping you during that, that early stage of, of your walk. Mm. And yeah, everything that I was learning, I was just regurgitating, just bringing yeah, yeah, yeah. it back out. Just, it was almost like, like anybody that was listening to me, Come yeah. and see what I've been learning. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, 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 I'm with you. Yeah, so that, that was all it was, really. And um, even at that point, I didn't, I, I don't feel like I had much 
direction or purpose or whatever. I was just mm. doing what any new believer does, I guess. Um, and I was like very, you know, overzealous and just kind of sharing whatever I could, whatever I was learning, because it was all brand new information to mm. me. Um, but yeah, that was a beautiful time still, man, because I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like God was showing me a lot. He was molding me. Mm. Um, and a lot of people were blessed, <laughs> which is like, still blows my mind because there's, there's some songs that I listen to now and I, like from back then, mm. like mixtapes and stuff. And I'm like, that was cool or whatever, but it was, I don't feel like I was saying a lot. I don't feel like it was much. I feel like anybody could have said that. Mm. Anybody could open a, a page from the Bible and put a rhyme to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it was, it was super deep or whatever, but a lot of people were really blessed by it. So I take it for what it is and just, you know, thank God for that. But yeah, as my journey through faith progressed, just naturally, you know, um, you know, you start shuffling your friendship groups around, yeah, you start, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of these things start happening because you're, you know, you're becoming, um, you know, molded to the image of Christ. So mm -hmm. naturally, like, my life starts changing and shifting. The things that I'm into, I'm not really into as much. Um, you know, I, I, back in the day when I first started rapping, I was like, yo, I'm trying to get girls' attention. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get <laughs> make the girl and go mad or whatever. Like, now I'm like, I don't even care about that stuff. I'm, mm. I'm, it's all about, you know, speaking truth. And, and like I said, my direction only just started to form. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I always knew that, um, like, my, my passion was going to be, like, young people. Mm. Because, I don't know, I, just, I, I always felt like I had a voice for my generation mm. like i was i was meant to be like a spokesperson for us i was meant to be someone who i, I wouldn't even call it necessarily like some mad leadership position or yeah, whatever yeah. but I, I i noticed from young that when i speak people listen mm. which doesn't happen to everybody sure. you know what i'm saying so um i didn't want to take that for granted and i didn't want to like abuse that so i tried to make sure that i was saying the right stuff mm. you know what i'm saying especially because i still even though i'm a christian now i've still got friends that are you know what i'm saying doing this that and the other yeah, I've got yeah friends that have passed away friends that have got locked up different mm. things that have happened and i'm like i don't want that for any more of my friends mm. and i don't want that for anybody period so mm. if, if i can shed some light or, you know, drop some pearls of wisdom somewhere or whatever, then that's what my mission is going to be, mm. you know? Um, and as I got older and, and matured more, that just started to become mm. very, like, apparent. Mm. Yeah. I'm with One of the key things that you said there was talking about kind of your friendship groups changing. Um, speak to me just a little bit about the importance of having the right friends along that, especially that initial part of your journey and even into now having those friends that can just be alongside you mm. while you're doing your thing, they're doing their thing, but you're along the kind of the same path in certain areas. I guess, um, I don't know, like, you know, they say like your friends are like the family that you choose mm. for yourself. Um, so you got to choose wisely, innit? So yeah, man, I, I, there was some friends that I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna love you forever, but I've got to keep your arm's length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even necessarily because of anything that you've done or anything like yeah, that, yeah. but I don't like who I am when I'm around you. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't trust who I might become if I'm around you for too mm. much. Or I don't feel like I'm strong enough to be a, a thermostat and not a thermometer. Mm. Like, I don't trust myself to like set pace for myself and like I might end up following your lead when yeah. really like. It's the blind leading the blind kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you've got to kind of make tough decisions and that. Um, 
But then at the same time, I had really good friends as well. I had some friends that were like really like supportive mm. and you know have given me good advice over the years. Or some friends that ain't even like we don't have super deep conversations, but they're just always there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't lie to you. As I get older, I appreciate those ones even more. <laughs> Like, we ain't got to have no deep chat every five minutes. It ain't got to be like, you're laying hands on me, praying yeah, for me. It ain't got to be that. Sometimes it's just like, yo, what are you saying? Come play FIFA or something. Yeah, just, just, just... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just the vibes. Yeah, bro. Because those are the friends that I've realised over the years have kept me out of trouble. Mm. Those are the friends that I've realised have kind of, you know, maybe just one small thing that they said has been a pearl of wisdom for me mm. in a random conversation. And, you know, or maybe I was with them at the right place at the right time and if I w wasn't with them I could have been in a madness or something yeah um so yeah I think just just having the right people around you it has a massive effect on mm. on your destiny mm. where you're going to get to and how far into your destiny you reach yeah um but yeah it's, it's it's definitely something that I think all of us struggle with do you know what I'm saying um some of us can be, be loyal to a fault mm. you know what I'm saying we start kind of feeling out, oh, I've got to do this, or I've got to chart for this person, I've yeah. got to... And it's like, you know, you, you kind of have to weigh things up sometimes. Um, but as I, as I say, I, I've, I've been getting a bit more... Um, I, I hope to think that I've, I've been getting a bit wiser as I'm mm. getting older. And, um, yeah, I, I don't stress over things like distance or, or time as yeah, much as I used to. Yeah. I used to be like, yo, if I ain't with you all the time, like... <laughs> Yo, we're not, we, we got to be rolling tight all the time of us, we're not friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn that, man. Like, go do your thing. You've got life to handle. Like, if I, I'll see you when I see you, I'm always going to be mindful of you, always yeah, going to be yeah. prayerful of you. And I hope that you're the same with me. Mm. But whatever's going on in your, in your life right now, you need to attend to that. Mm. Because life is, is going to, life is going to life. Yeah, life is life. <laughs> life, you know life will be life. It's not that deep, fam. We're not used no more. Like, it's not that deep to just be, oh, we've got to be in each other's space all the time. Like, sometimes I, I've got friends that I might check in with, like, maybe once or twice a year. Mm. And it's like, I feel tighter with some of those people than the people that I might even be rolling with on a regular, yeah, or that yeah. I see regularly or whatever. I, I learned that, that was one thing that I learned in school as well, or just mm. after school was that a lot of us make friends um, out of proximity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just out of convenience. Not necessarily because the relationship's been tried and tested mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, a lot of us kind of just, we make friends just because that person's nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. cool, we go to the same this, yeah, or we yeah. go to the same that. We catch the same bus home. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, sometimes a good friendship can blossom from that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes you kind of just got to be real with yourself and be like, why are we even claiming to be friends? It's not really mm. adapting, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's no, doesn't mean that we don't like each other. We don't, there's no love lost or nothing like that. But sometimes you, you find yourself beating yourself up because you're trying to hold on to the idea of something that really you shouldn't even be stressing about. Mm. So, That's really good that yeah. is because sometimes what, what I've noticed that we do or people do in friendships is that you look at it and you think, I, I need to fight for this particular friendship. Mm. and you don't really weigh up the pros and cons. You just think, I've been friends with this person for 10 years, 15 years, mm. so I have to hold on to it. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, that might have been the Caesar. <laughs> Yo, this is what I'm screaming for. Yo, seasons. Like, some things are just seasonal, and that's fine. And that's okay. It's totally blessed. Like, I say this all the time now. Like, sometimes it's just, whatever that was, was just for that season. Mm. 
and you hopefully you learned something from it. Hopefully you gained from it and you you grew from it and they did too. But if you beat yourself up and you spend too much time dwelling on that season that is now gone, you're gonna miss this one. Mm. You just, you have to be present at all times. Yeah, hundred percent. Have to hundred percent. One of the, the the things I've noticed, especially with your kind of musical career, is you you take breaks. You spoke about mm. it quite a little bit. Um, one of the things, one of the times you took a break was 2013 to 2015. I think it was about 18 months yeah. you took a break. You, you took another one more recently. Mm-hmm. What is it about these breaks that you take? Or were they both for the same reason? Or do you just take them where it's just like, I need to kind of reinvent or proper, like, take time for, my, for myself? They, that's a very good question as well, actually. They, they weren't for the same reason. Okay. But... Yeah, they weren't they weren't for the same reason, but I will say that I don't I don't usually take breaks um, with the thought process of oh when I come back I'm gonna do this. Got yeah. I don't I don't think about the future when I take a break. Mm. I, I take the break because I've, I've what's going on now. Okay. So the the break that I took in 2013 to 2015 um, that was. Technically, that wasn't even meant to be a break. That was meant to be the end. Like, I, thought I was ready to, like, I was done with music. Like, I was fully done with it. Like I said, I'd been doing my thing since I was, like, 10 or whatever. Mm. So at that point, um, yeah, I just remember, like, feeling as though, uh, like, I felt, like, very strongly that God was telling me, you're, you're not using your gift the way you're meant to use it. Mm. So... Just allow it, innit? <laughs> get me. Like, and, and I felt that way. Like, I was, I was getting booked to perform in places. And I was like, I don't know. I just didn't really, I didn't feel it. I didn't take it seriously. It wasn't like, I was just there. Mm. And like, I, was, I was doing shows and stuff. And people would, like, chat to me, like, months later and be like, oh, remember when I saw you at such and such? And I'd be like, huh? I forgot I even done it. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. Because I, I wasn't in the right place to, to, to do that kind of thing. And, um... And I think them times as well, uh, I was kind of wrestling with that whole, like, what direction I'm meant to be in or what my what my like personal purpose is. Mm. I felt like, oh, I'm going to, like, minister at these events or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you're a rap minister or whatever. And I started, like, feeling like, yo, that's not even my thing. Like, mm. that's not man's thing. I'm not a minister. I'm not a... Like if you f- if I'm performing and you feel ministered to, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like let the spirit do what he's doing. You know mm. what I'm saying? But I don't feel like I'm meant to be that. Yeah, so yeah. I was yeah. wrestling with that for time, and yeah, all of these things in, in my mind and what I felt like God was saying to me, I had to just put the mic down, mm. and I felt like I was relying too much on my gift. Wow. Like way too much, and I was forgetting like the grassroots, like basic stuff. When you know when it comes to being a believer. Like, it, you don't have to be able to spit a, a fire 16 to be able to, like, minister to someone, to be able to show love to someone, to be able to... And I was like, all right, let me put it down then. Let me see what I can really do just without all of this extra bells mm. and whistles. Let me pause you just there, because mm. one of the things that you said is you said, I wasn't using my gift properly, mm. but you also said you were relying on your gift too much. Mm-hmm. Like... The fact that you weren't using it properly, but you were still relying on it. Yeah. 
is like it's a double-edged double-edged sword at the same time because you're not using it properly but yeah. you still overuse it you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, you know it's a dangerous place i'm telling you it's a dangerous place to be man like and and i feel like stopping at that time was the best decision i could have made mm. the best honestly and I, I, I stopped with like a sincere heart as well. Like yeah. I said, I didn't stop with the thought of, oh, I'm going to stop now, then I'm yeah, going to come, come back, back and, and I'm going to do yeah, this. Yeah. I didn't think none of that. I was like, I'm done. It's a wrap. I made one last mixtape, called it Undeserving, and that was it. And I was like, all right, see you later. And I, I was prepared to just live the rest of my life, just, you know, being used by God, hopefully in whatever yeah, yeah, capacity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't have any kind of clear cut, um, you know, idea of what, what I was going to do. I just knew that whatever I'm doing is not right mm. at this time. It's not right for me. So I need to just just um, put it on the side for a bit. So I did that. And uh, I ended up going on a, a mission trip, actually, with my church mm. to, to the Philippines. Um, and that was where I realised, like, oh, yeah, like, it makes sense. Because while I was out there, like, a couple of times, obviously, people would ask me to perform or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was cool. But I remember feeling like, Yo, it doesn't matter how hard I'm going right now, they can't understand me. Yeah. So me spitting like flames is not doing nothing for them. To get it, I have to love them in a way that is like actually understandable to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I started to like, you know what I'm saying? Like learn how to be of service in yeah, different ways. That's good. So I was like, oh, rah. Like it was a real, a real like teaching lesson for me. And um, yeah, I came back from that trip and just continued with that for a while. and. Yeah, um, I don't know, at some point I just, the hunger just came and, mm. and I felt like God was like, yeah, all right, cool, you learned your lesson, like, mm -hmm. now let's come back and go ham. And I was like, and for a while, even with that, like I felt like God was telling me that, but I wrestled with that because I thought like maybe it's my ego. Oh, do you know what I'm saying? Wow. I thought, well, maybe I'm just, maybe I just want to do it so bad that mm. I'm, I'm telling myself that God is telling me I'm meant to do this. So I, even when he told me the first time I allowed it, I was like, nah. I took, you know what I'm saying? I was just baking off, just doing what I need to do. And then, um, yeah, it just, I just kept hearing God's way of saying, like, Yo, now you need to come back, like you've got more to do. Mm. And you're not gonna be in the same position that you were in before. I've got a different mission for you now. Mm. And hopefully it will be more clear, mm. like what direction you're meant to be in. Um, and yeah, that, that was like the start of like, I don't know, you could call it like me being like an outward facing mm. believer. Like I was doing all of this, like, oh yeah, minister, minister. And I was like, fam, that's not for me. Mm. I'm meant to be out there. Like I'm I'm trying to be in the trenches. Like I, that's where I, I always felt like my heart was called to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that obviously the, the types of things that I want to talk about in songs and mm -hmm. all of that was, a, you know, it was like I was getting pushback yeah. for some of the things I was saying or how personal I was or how open I was which is mad because now it's like the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But back then, yo, I was taking stones for that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why I big up people like Lecrae because he was taking the most stones. Like he was going through a lot of stuff um, stateside. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I felt like I, if I'm coming back, I have a specific audience that I'm here to, to reach and mm. I'm here to, to speak to. Um, and that was, yeah, everything just kind of fell into place. Yeah, I, yeah. I said to God, I was like, yo, if this is what you want me to do, you pattern it. Yeah, yeah, you get me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, with I'm all due sure. respect, <laughs> respectfully, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like force this yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or do it off my own back or my own strength. So if this is really from you, then you'll provide the means for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I was like, okay, I need a new producer. I need someone that I can sit down and work with and, mm -hmm. and cultivate this sound with mm. and, do you know what I'm saying? And, and, and really target this audience with. Within a couple of days, I found Coleman's, just randomly on, on SoundCloud. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like he, he literally led me to Coleman's. Um, so yeah, that, that, whole, that whole thing was just, yeah, it, it, was, it was like a wilderness period for me, mm. but it made a lot of sense in the end. And I understood what, what God was trying to show me and why it took the time that it took. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was the reason why I took that break, 2013. Yeah. The break that I've taken most recently now, um, that was more like, I just didn't have anything to say. Like I felt like I was, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like I was done with music. Mm. Um, like I knew like, yeah, I had, I had more to do. Mm -hmm. I still feel like I have more to do. But like I say, I, I got to the point where I'm just comfortable with myself. Like mm. I, don't, I don't play the same game. I don't play by the same rules that a lot of other artists are playing by where they feel like oh, I've got to drop this many this, this mm. year. This is my yearly strategy and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, I'm like, cool. If that's what works for you, then cool. But I have to remind myself, I'm not here to just be an artist. Like I'm here to make change i'm here to make mm. impact i'm here to like um, my songs are like for specific reasons and needs yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so even though they're very personal to me and a lot of the time i'm just telling my story me telling my story is for other people who don't know how to tell their own story yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or struggling yeah. with similar things mm. or maybe they're yet to come across it and then when they do it's like oh my days he said that in that song and that's the perfect thing of advice that i needed mm. or whatever um, so yeah, I just, um, I took the time out because I didn't really feel like I had much to say. I didn't really feel like there was much for me to, to talk about at that time. Mm. Um, and obviously like it came off the back of like the, you know, the pandemic and everything that was going on with that. Um, you know, and it just, it felt like a time where I just needed to be quiet mm. for a bit. So I took some time out and I was like, all right, cool. And I did some other stuff, did some TV work, mm -hmm. whatever, and that was cool. Um, but in that time I was still making stuff. Mm. I just didn't feel like I, it needed to be out to the world. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. goes back to what I was saying earlier on about like this generation and like oversharing. Mm. I don't feel like every lyric I write needs to be heard by the world. Mm. I'm, I'm not that arrogant. I don't feel like everything that I say needs to be out to everyone. Mm. Like some things are just for myself. Some There's songs that I've made, like countless songs that will never see the light of day mm. because they're for me. They're yeah, for my yeah, own yeah. personal, you know, therapy or just to get my thoughts out of my head, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, to kind of, you know, put myself at ease or whatever. Mm. Um, sometimes there's songs that I've written that I've, and I've recorded and I'm having a conversation with someone and I'm like, what you're going through right now, you need to hear this song. I want to yeah. play this song for you. No one else has heard it, but I feel like it, it might be applicable to you. Mm. And if it's only applicable to you and it is of some use to you or some solace to you, yeah. I've done my job. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. need a couple hundred thousand, I don't need no streams, I don't need no radio. For, like Just you hearing this song, just the two of us having this conversation and it's mm. applicable to you right now, the song's completed its task. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and I'm happy with that. So because I have that mindset, mm. it's easy for me to just sit back and be like, right, well, I can take time out and whatever. Oh, yeah. When other people are telling me, you're mad, are you crazy? Just drop this and you're meant to keep going or you're meant to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or why are you not dropping on this? Why are you not doing it? I'm like, sometimes I do get caught up in that. 
Mm. You know, there is a there is a pressure for that sometimes, especially when you see your peers doing certain things. Like, mm. but I have to remind myself, like, my thing's always been different. My purpose has always been different. So yeah, why yeah, am I yeah. acting like I've got the same mission or purpose as someone else? Mm -hmm. What they're doing is good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I have, what I'm doing has, I have to focus on it and remind myself, like, you know, what God has called me for, mm. um, and just walk in it confidently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As a consumer of your music, explain to me or give me just one thing that we as consumers don't see that you as an artist or creative goes through? Mm. And um, how do you try and overcome it? So something we may never know just because we're only consumers of your music, of your content, but certain things that you go through as an artist yeah. that we'll never know. And how do you try to overcome them? Maybe like industry politics or stuff like that. Mm. You know, things that the average consumer is not really going to be privy to like certain the hoops that you got to jump through to get your song played on this thing yeah. or to whatever. Um, but again, like I say, like that's not really my mission anyway. So I, I try to steer clear of that. Mm. Like most of the like really groundbreaking things that I've managed to like be a part of in my career mm. came just out of nowhere mm. like god just dropped them on man like it wasn't no like i didn't have to like graft and work super yeah, hard yeah, or, maybe, yeah. you know what i'm saying or rub shoulders with the right people or whatever man just like i was just living my life doing what i was doing creating as, mm -hmm. as, as i do as i've always done and god just said here you go mm. do you know what i'm saying um it's like um i'm gonna get too biblical or whatever but like it's like samson mm. you know um obviously like you know, his hair was like the source of his strength or whatever. Yeah, but then yeah. when his hair got cut off, God still was able to like pour his spirit on him and he was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah, where the strength yeah. came from. So there's times when I'm just doing my thing and I feel like God will just like chuck some extra rocket boosters on it and then it, it goes, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And I could do the same thing the following week and it does nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's just, you know... That's, timing. Yeah, it's just timing and it's... That's why I've, like, I'm, I'm very confident that what I'm doing is is purpose driven. Mm. It can't just be like strategized or whatever or you know super planned out. Like that if something works out and it, it has like you know huge visibility and everyone's able to see it or oh you was on this radio or you did this massive performance or you mm. did this or this song blew up massively or whatever, it's because someone was meant to hear it or something was meant to happen mm. off the back of that. Not because I thought of some master strategy to do plan or whatever to make it happen. Um, so I think because of that, I, I try not to dive too deep into that world and, mm -hmm. and put too much stress on that. Um, but there are times when you got to play industry politics or whatever. And I think maybe, yeah, most consumers might not be aware of that. Yeah. Um, not even necessarily just with me, but with any artist that they listen to. Um, like I've seen people go through like label issues and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they can't release their songs or whatever and their their number one fan might be like you're letting me down like I want to hear more stuff from you your, your music gets me through the day like mm. why are you not dropping and it's like oh, there's reasons why yeah, 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 you, you just might not know but for me I, I, I like I said I try to be as open as I can mm. like my DMs are always open so I'm always chatting to, to supporters and fans and people that that enjoy my music and mm. they might have questions for me like oh where you been at like i ain't heard from you in a bit or i'm still listening to this ep that you dropped or whatever like where you been at mm. um 
and I'll talk to them about what I'm going through. Yeah. I'll, I'm transparent, like, oh, yeah, I just went through this. Like, I just had a breakup or mm. my brethren just passed away or whatever it might be. Like, I'm just not inspired right now or yeah, I don't yeah, feel yeah. like I have anything to say right now, but I'll drop something soon. Um, like, I'm, I'm happy to have those conversations because I don't like to leave people in the dark about mm. stuff. Um, but, yeah, on that note, like, for the most part, I am, like, creating all the time. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Um, but, yeah. Away from the music, how do you cope with the expect? How do you cope with the weight of the expectations you put on yourself in becoming the man you want to be? This question is deep, right? <laughs> <laughs> how do I cope with the weight of the expectation mm-hmm. of like becoming the man I want to be? Yeah, that's that's probably the the thing that I um, spend the most time thinking about. Mm. Um, and it is a very heavy weight. Um, and I don't feel like it's necessarily a weight that anyone else is putting on me. Sometimes it is, sometimes society, sometimes whatever, like, oh, you got to do this. Or especially for men, like, oh, you got to do this, this, this and this, otherwise you ain't a man. Mm. You got to be able to provide this, this and this, or you ain't a man. You yep. got to be able to firm all of this trauma, all of this pain, and don't you dare shed a tear about it, otherwise you ain't a man. Mm. Sometimes that stuff is put on us. Mm-hmm. And then there's also stuff that we put on ourselves yeah, yeah. that, you know, we kind of have to, I don't know, I guess just, you know, try to see past and see beyond. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's something I wrestle with every day, man. It's, it's a weight that I wake up literally, or it's just on, man. Like, mm. I've got to be the guy, I've got to yeah, do this, I've yeah. got to, I've got to... I've got to be like a, a good older brother to like the young G's that look mm. up to me. I've got to be a good like figure for them. I've I've got to be a good supportive son to my mum. Mm. Like I've got to make sure that I'm, you know, living up to expectations that she might have had or I've got to, I don't know, I've got to be there for my friends. I've mm. got to do this. If I'm in a relationship, uh, I've got to support my partner. I've got to, you know, make sure that she's, you know, taken care of and supported and, mm. you know, encouraged and motivated, all these different things. And then it's like, okay, what are you giving to yourself? Mm. Like, what are you, like, is there anything left <laughs> to give to yourself? And I talk about this, you know, a lot of the times with a lot of my guy friends who are going through similar things and, and, and feel similar pressures. Mm. And I feel like there's no clear cut answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we talk about it, that helps. Um, so I, I would encourage like guys to like, speak to other guys especially yeah, yeah, yeah um you know what i'm saying i'm I'm sure ladies out there experience that as well and mm. you know they have their own um you know um pressures that they feel but speaking from my perspective as, as a as a young man like i always feel like man there's so much expected of us mm. and um yeah it's like the the higher you go you know the more things you're able to achieve and the mm. more the more is expected of you now yeah. because it's like you know you did that so you got to be able to do this as well mm. um but yeah it's it's definitely something I struggle with a lot and I I wish I had the clear cut answer for no, it but I, I just don't it's, that's the truth like yeah. the 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 point of me asking you that question is not to get the clearest answer the point of me asking you that question is to get the truth mm. So yeah. I'm not trying to say, oh, I need it to be in this type of order or X, Y, and Z. I just, the question is to get the truth. Yeah. And the truth is sometimes we 
as as men as black men in particular, mm. we don't know how to handle the, the expectations or or the pressures. Mainly because sometimes it's because of what what we've seen or haven't seen yeah. in our lives. Right. Sometimes it's just a case of no one told me this would happen. Mm-hmm. So I might have seen someone else handle it in their old way, but when it's come to me, it's like hold on, I've got. I feel like I've got two, three, four more extra things than that person had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. then it is like the balance, the yeah. balance don't feel, doesn't yeah. feel right. And yeah. I think it's important what you said in terms of having conversations with other men who are going through similar things because it's a freeing conversation, especially with ones that you trust yeah. Yeah. and can keep you accountable and can just, um, not just accountability in terms of, oh, if you're doing something wrong, but accountability in terms of, yo, have you taken that time to mm. do what you need to do? Yeah. yeah. Have you scheduled in time for yourself to rest mm. and just be where you need to be. Um, so I think it's important what you said in terms of having those conversations with other people, other males who are going through what you're going through. Um, yeah. Are you worried about any part of your future or what you want to achieve in the future? Is there anything that you're worried or fearful about? Um... Or is that not a thing because, you know, every, what you're doing is purpose-driven? I guess there there is fear. There is like um, some worry. Like, oh, will I will I achieve all that I was meant to achieve? Hmm. Like, um, I don't want to. I don't whatever God's got for me. I don't want to miss it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? In whatever capacity that could be, that could be in relationships, that could be in work, that could be in you know whatever. Um, I I, I want to make sure that I'm ready and available for whatever I'm meant to do mm. um, at any given time. It could just be like, I don't know, um, I'm walking down the street and I see someone is in need or whatever. Mm. And you have that moment where you're like, well, I need to be somewhere. So you have that quick moment of wrestling or maybe it might be a money thing, like someone's in need of money yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I've got some change in my pocket, but I was planning on using it for this yeah. thing. And it's in those moments where it's like, you either catch what you're meant to do mm. or you miss what you was meant to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very simple and it doesn't make you a, I don't think it makes you a bad person or anything like that if you miss it. Mm. But for me, I'm, I'm quite- You just don't uh, miss it. Yeah, I just, I'm hard on myself about mm. things like that. Like I, it will weigh on my mind later in the day or whatever. Like I could have gone about my business, I'm chatting to someone and then, I don't know, I'm just, my mind is absent for a minute and they're like, are you good? And I'm thinking about, Oh, I should have just bust my man a little change or, yeah, or I should have stopped crazy, to help her with her shopping or because she was struggling or yeah. I should have like asked my brethren like are you good a second third yeah, time yeah 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 because the answer weren't really well do you know yeah, what I'm saying he said he's yeah, good yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. know if he was really good <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, so I'm with you. I should have you know put a little bit more pressure on it or whatever mm. but yeah I don't know it's, it's, it's those moments that I, I, I dwell on the most and I think yeah my worry is like will I well, I miss those. And I guess that it's a daily thing. Mm. So it's, it's, you know, I guess every, every day is a chance to, is a new chance to, to make that right and to, you know, not miss the mark. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah I, in a sense, it is a worry, but at the same time, you know, I'm only one man. Yeah, you know yeah, saying? yeah. So I, that's another thing, like, like we said before about pressure that we put on our souls. Mm. I have to kind of remind myself, like, yo, you're not Superman, you know, like yeah. you're not, you can't be everything to everyone. That's the key. Every day, every moment of every day. Mm. Like sometimes you just got to cut yourself some slack, like, you know, but it's, it's a fine balance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, you don't want to be doing absolutely nothing for no one and just being useless and 
you know, like we said before, wasting your gift or using your gift incorrectly or whatever mm. it might be. Um, so yeah, sometimes, like the other day, I was I was I was having a conversation with my brethren on the train, mm. um, just about like healing mm. and, and like you know healing from from hurt and trauma and um, you know baggage that we carry from relationship to relationship mm. or you know hurt that we have you know from from whatever and um we were having this conversation and then there was a girl sitting opposite us mm. and then she overheard the conversation and then she had some stuff to say about it as well and she was yeah. like i really like your mindset and whatever and then we had a, a good conversation just a, you know sharing things that we'd been through and how you know we've learned and grown from them mm. and i ended up missing my my train stop like i was meant to get off the show i missed my stop and i was thinking oh, i've got stuff i need to do or whatever but it, afterwards i was like you know, it's not that deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. that deep. Like that, that conversation needed to be had. And mm. like, like clearly she was carrying some stuff that, you know, she needed to get out. And mm. she's talking to a complete stranger. I might not ever cross paths again, but in that moment I was able, able to be used. And I could have just been like, you know, it's my stop, you know, I got yeah, a cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But in that time, you know, um, yeah, I feel like I was, I was able to be of use and I didn't miss my mark. So yeah, just, just being available, I think, is, is the solution to that mm. for me anyway. With where your life is at the moment, if you could, someone who's never listened to you before or someone who has listened to you before, with all the songs that you have out, mm. which of those songs best describe where you're at in your life right now? That's too hard. <laughs> is, that too, yeah. is there a compilation that someone has to put together with all <laughs> You know what it is? I'll say, like, and it's, I know it's cliche in it, but honestly, the... There's a song that best describes exactly where I'm at, and it's not out yet. It's not out yet. I'll play it for you. No, yeah, that's I, not the question, I, I, I'll, I'll man. I know, I know, I know, no. I know. But that's the thing. Like every, all of my songs are, um, they are. It's like current a, moment. Yeah, it's a snapshot of where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a, a living diary. Mm. So everything that I'm experiencing right now, I'm writing it down as I'm going through it. Mm. Like I don't go through stuff and then two years later be like oh remember when I like maybe I might do some reflective stuff or whatever every, every now and again but for the most part I'm talking about where I'm at which is why sometimes it takes a while because maybe I just haven't gone through enough stuff to talk about or mm. I don't feel that inspired to talk about it but yeah I, I, I try my best to be very transparent about where I'm at as I'm going through it mm. and I'll write it down and sometimes it will come out sometimes it won't I've I've got a song. Um, What's it called? It's called something more, mm. and it's I feel like it is exactly where I'm at right now, where I've been at for the last maybe like six months. Mm. It's just a complete, you know, yeah. It's very accurate, and I, I feel like it, it's. I feel like I'll probably be in this space for a while. Mm. That's why I feel like that song is like, is is a is it will encapsulate exactly how I'm feeling mm -hmm. at this moment and I'm likely for the you know foreseeable future but it's not out yet so <laughs> it'll be out soon though it'll be out real real soon honestly um but yeah I, I wouldn't want to fake the funk and just gas and be like oh yeah like see praying pattern yeah that's that's where I'm at right now. like it's not like I'll be real it's not where I'm at it's where I was at when I wrote it yeah and, yeah, yeah. I hear you. and maybe I have times when I'm feeling that way or I have yeah. times when I'm feeling like I don't know, Mother's Cry or mm, Dank break my heart. or yeah, Break My Heart or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I have different songs for different moods and times or whatever. 
But um, yeah, I, I'm very much like in the moment, like during the pandemic, you know, obviously all the George Floyd stuff that was mm. happening and all the protests and, you know, just black people just had enough. Mm. It, was, it was unrest. So I, I put out the EP Justicia, mm. just like basically talking about this whole kind of, um, you know, uh, conversation centered around justice. Mm. Um, you know, and it was the conversation that, you know, a lot of women were having about, you know, um, you know, just not feeling like they were being treated, right? Not mm. being feeling like they were treating being treated as equals. Mm -hmm. So I wrote the song Queens and, and discussed some things in that. Um, so it's, it's like, as it's happening, I'm writing it down and I'm talking about it. Mm. And the moment might pass and maybe I don't feel that way in, anymore or maybe it doesn't feel as relevant to me. Mm. But I feel like as long as I'm putting my all into it, it's timeless. Mm. So, you know, like I said, when I was young and I was listening to Illmatic for the first time, yeah. that album didn't come out. Mm. You know, when I was around, so, you know, what relevance does it have to me? But when I heard it, it was timeless. Mm. Like, it was still relevant. I'm, I'm hearing things and I, it still makes sense, like, you know, 20 years later or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, um, I wish I could, I could give you a song for now, but yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when something more comes out, it will make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will make sense. My last question to you today. Um, I've loved the conversation just to get to know you just a little bit deeper me too man um i think it's been refreshing mm. my last question to you is with where you're at in life right now what encouragement would you give to yourself i give to myself it's a good one it's not that serious mm. that's probably what i would say whatever i'm stressing about like it's not that serious like the pressure that i put on myself it's not that serious mm. like like I said, every day is a new opportunity to get it right. Mm -hmm. So if you got it wrong today, or you even maybe you didn't get it wrong, but you felt like you got it wrong, you can get it right again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, I like, like being present and just kind of taking every day as a gift. Like that's where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, every single day, man's been given the the gift of life where I can like make a difference mm. not just in my own life but in other people's i can enrich other people's lives like i could wake up tomorrow and as much as i have this distaste for social media and all this stuff mm. i could jump on my socials and go into my dms and hit up a bunch of supporters of mine and be like how are you doing mm. what's going on like you know sometimes i might do that i might just put on my story or whatever do the questions thing and just be like how's everyone doing mm. and just talk to people just you know you know, try to be of service to them in any way that I can, like give some life advice or maybe they might be, oh, I'm struggling to find someone who can do this. Or mm. let me connect you with someone that I know or whatever. It could yeah, be something yeah. as small as that, right? And I feel like as much as it might be tiring or it might be draining for me or maybe it's just not convenient, I've got stuff to do, I can't just be sitting on my phone all day or whatever. Like, I feel like every day you wake up, you get a chance to, to do something, mm. you know, um, whether it be for yourself. I might wake up tomorrow and be like, actually, I need a rest. Mm -hmm. I need a break, you know. I've taken a very long break right now, but yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you might, you might feel that way. You might yeah. feel a bit burnt out or whatever. Every day is an opportunity to, to, to get exactly what you need done. And yeah, all the stress and all the pressure that we put on ourselves, it's not that serious, man. Mm. Like, Let's keep it real. All this social media stuff is fake anyway. Everyone's posting their highlight reels. None of it's real. Like, none of it is serious. Like, let's just 
try and stay in reality as mm. much as we can. And I feel like it's, it will be easier for us to be of service to one another. Mm. Yeah. No, appreciate you, you know. Okay. Come on. Marvellous. The amazing, marvellous. Something's more, I don't know when that's coming out, but you guys watch out for that. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we know where marvellous is at. <laughs> but it's been marvellous. It's been conversation with H. Um, we've got more content coming for you very, very soon. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Um, and I'll see you guys later.